0: Place here at the table, your coats go
1: by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic. Cause your waistband's gonna get tight. Take time's done with Hi guys, it's Ari. And I'm Sophie. And you're listening to Having a Night, the podcast dedicated to reviving the lost art at the dinner party. Oh, yeah. A little sensual. Yeah. What's that woman? What's that radio show that everybody... Delilah. Oh my God. Delilah. You should tune in. I'm pretty See sure she's old. still going.
0: Yeah. Throwback.
1: Big throwback.
0: Uh, so I haven't seen you in a while. Hi. How are you? Hi, I'm really good. How are you? I'm good. And by seeing you, I mean your digitized self
1: on my computer Exactly. My digitized form. Um, Hold on. I'm pinning your video so that I don't have to stare at myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Hello. Um, I know it's been a while. Well, you have a lot of exciting updates. I have less exciting updates. Fewer.
0: Super exciting. Not really. But for the sake of hype... You guys, you don't even know what you're about to hear. I'm going to blow your mind in a minute. Yikes. Oh boy, so what is did she you, ever.
1: What did you eat this week? Okay. Last night, my dad and I made something that I think we would not have made. Something that I would say is not a typical von Hasselberg meal. Mm-hmm. A savory tart with asparagus. So we used puff pastry as the base. And then we made this I mean unbelievable, and I'm gonna tell you how I'm using it again today. Hello. We made this unbelievable mixture of ricotta, feta, creme fraiche, marjoram, nutmeg, oh lemon zest, and lemon oh juice. Oh god. It's so good. So we did puff pastry and then we put that on like almost to the border. What and was the texture a... of that
0: like? Like how did did you mince the marjoram? How did, how does that
1: happen? marjoram was minced nutmeg obviously was grated uh lemon peel was grated um and then we mixed in so it was primarily ricotta with like a wedge of feta that was then oh. mashed in uh-huh. and then the creme fresh made it really really creamy wow. so it was actually from a recipe from the new york times but then we had this ricotta so we sort of changed it around
0: mm-hmm. and it was
1: excellent highly recommend puff pastry is so magical. And the fact that it freezes so well, and then puffs up so beautifully in your oven is like, wow. So tonight I'm doing homemade ravioli with the same mixture, but I added more ricotta so that it became fluffier. And then I added some Swiss chard from our garden. So it's sort of like a, like a spinach ravioli, a twist on a spinach ravioli. Amazing. I'm so excited.
0: Did you? Isn't it such a pain though to like, did you saute the chard or did you like blanch it and then just have to
1: squeeze the shit out of it? So we sauteed it. And I think for some reason, this chard seemed to have much less water than spinach usually would. I squeezed it out, but it didn't take very long. Um, So it's looking pretty good. But I know I hate that thing of like, if you blanch your spinach, damn. I guess I was going to say you could steam it, but it's still the same thing. Still going to take like an hour. Much dirty water. Yeah. It's the well, worst. that sounds so good. Thank you. I'm very yeah. excited. Um, oh, the other thing that we made with that it was sort of a very weird cobbled together meal, but we had a chicken of the woods mushroom. Which, guys, it's not a hen of the woods. Don't get it twisted. It's a chicken of the woods. The texture is very bizarre, but it's bright orange, huge mushroom that we found, and we you like, found chop- it. Yes. Yes. I mean, and guys, it's like a pound and a half. The thing is, it's one of those mushrooms that it's like, it's really cool that you can eat it, but it doesn't taste that great. Yeah. We did a lot of cream. Oh no. She's
0: frozen. (laughs) Say it again. Describe it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Saying, Um, we cut it up and then we cooked it up with a lot of cream and saffron, and that did make it pretty amazing. I think if you cook mushrooms for long, if you cook anything for long enough, it's going to become delicious. And enough cream and cream and etc. So that's what I ate. Okay, what did you eat? Wait,
0: I have to just say one thing about that mushroom. The reason why I know the difference between hen of the woods and chicken of the woods is. Remember when we did that 4th of July road trip in yes. Maine? Oh my God, that's right. Oh my God, you guys, we had an Uber driver in Portland, Maine, who I, I guess the drive was pretty long, or this guy was just ta- speaking a mile a minute, which is also possible. He was just telling us about how he kind of, uh, well, he was a part-time Uber driver and a part-time mushroom forager for local restaurants.
1: and Like he, a mushroom and, supplier, basically. Yeah. Yes,
0: but he would just kind of go into the forest and Grab hen of the woods and chicken of the woods. And yeah, he yeah. was the first person who told me that.
1: I also feel like you and I were in that Uber. We were with our other two best friends, Chris and Tom. And the two of them were like, Can you guys stop talking to the super driver about mushrooms? Like, we're so bored.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> we like just turn just on some more. Music. Music?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, do you want to come over? <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so Free tell COVID. me I want to hear about everything that you ate. Because you know why this was what we were burying. This is the lead that we were burying. Ari was just camping. How exciting is that? You guys, I actually genuinely find that really exciting.
0: Oh, I find it exciting too, considering I've never done it before. So it was a nice kind of milestone for me. There were a few different instances uh, during this, the last few days of this camping trip where I did something I've never done before, which I shall share with you. Mm -hmm. Um, But so Today, we're going to talk about cooking while camping, because it's something that I've always envisioned myself doing while camping, because Lord knows I'm a city kid. I'm not going camping. I'm not going backpacking and eating freeze-dried food. Of course not. My world revolves around food. I can't sacrifice it. I don't like nature that much.
1: I also feel like there's a very particular type of person who not only loves the outdoors and loves camping, but also doesn't give enough of a shit about food, so they'll- They're happy to subsist on trail mix. Exactly. Wow. I mean, so Ari and I both are friends with this guy, Baldo, who Mm -hmm. he is one of the few people I know who is obsessed with the outdoors and is obsessed with food and apparently makes these amazing meals when he goes camping.
0: Yes. Sounds great. I think that's a recent development for him. He, uh, I was reminded during this trip because I had a Camelback in my backpack, which is like a little straw thing that you sip water out of while you're camping. Highly convenient, hands-free, which I love. Yep. Yes. Uh, Baldwin or Baldo, uh, he used to have one in high school. (laughs) So like, in he was that kind of person. Like also, so he could already went to school have water
1: in the city of Chicago. Right. Yep. I mean, yep, that's yep. So bad.
0: So I'm the opposite <laughs> of that kind of person. <laughs> so obviously I made this uh deal with the people I was camping with. We're only going if I can kind of do some intense cooking over fire and on a grill and on like a little camping stove. I just really wanted to embrace cooking outside because I've never done it before. So
1: I learned Part of a lot. The- Why I think it's hard to embrace cooking while camping is because if you're hiking in somewhere with all of your gear and that gear includes exactly, whereas you were car camping, right? Yes. Yeah. So I think that actually makes the prospect of cooking a big, delicious meal, much more appealing, right? Than being like, well, we have to hike in 11 miles. So it's going to really suck on the way there, but don't worry on the way back, we will have eaten everything, but you're still going to carry your pots and pans like that. That's a No. no go. in that case it is a trail mix kind of a trip no okay
0: so tell me everything okay well the first night we did well let me just i don't know how to start because i think ultimately i don't know how enjoyable it was i wish that it was it was it's really hard I, you know, I'd love to hear from you guys if you've done it successfully. For me, the problem was, and, and you guys know this, I have back issues, is like the lack of counters. So the tables, if you have tables are even lower because you have like a folding table. Yeah. So you're hunched over trying to prep anything and, or you are kneeling on the ground, which I found like much more comfortable. So I, you know, cut to me, like hacking away at an onion on my hands and knees so I guess the, the, the ultimate lesson was more prep beforehand,
1: but that's also that's difficult. Exactly, yeah. I was going to say that though, but I think that is the thing, but it's like, then you have to think about things that you can prep that won't spoil if they live at room temperature. And how, for, how are
0: you like dividing or, you know, who gets optimal cooler space and by who, I mean, what ingredients,
1: right. you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, ugh. Oh. And it was so hot and the ice in the cooler was melting really fast. And the produce was just like, you know, I had a red onion that was just soaked because the ice had melted. It was like Uh. bobbing up and down in this cooler. So, you know, super appetizing. But, okay, the first night was delicious. I had sous vide some steaks, some ribeyes beforehand. Of course, the most decadent meal was the first meal. We got there at dusk, which didn't make any sense because we hadn't done anything that day, you know. (laughs) We should have done that last, but... I but you want the first, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. I was just gonna say you want the first night to feel like a celebration, so I think it's fair.
0: Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, and then we had this, you know, a grill grate to put over the wood, bur- the fire, the fire pit. Seared those off. I had made a tomato butter beforehand, which I'm
1: really into making.
0: I Excuse that in me. What to-
1: the fuck is a tomato butter?
0: It's kind of just like what you think it is.
1: So <laughs> okay what i've yeah, never heard you is. talk about this and I've i'm been making shocked.
0: it <laughs> i've been making it a lot lately so i mean ideally if you had so uh, you know in a couple weeks or so when tomatoes start to get really really good or possibly in a month knowing uh climate change what climate change has done to tomato season um you could just take some fresh tomatoes and uh put them in like a blender with some really good butter and salt um but What I've been doing is just taking the best tomatoes I can find, putting them, blanching them in some water for like 30 seconds so I can peel the skin away and they cook a little Mm -hmm. bit, then chopping them up um, and sauteing them with some shallot and salt and a little bit of olive oil. And when most of the water is gone and it reduces, and sometimes adding some tomato paste, just like then making it a compound butter with with some really good butter.
1: Wow, this is blowing my mind. It's great on a steak.
0: It's great on a bagel. It's great Mm -hmm. on
1: a piece of toast. It's great on anything. Fish. I mean, a compound butter is basically good on anything. Mm-hmm. Wow! But the addition of tomatoes—I mean, that's 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 truly next level, Ari. I'm very impressed. Maybe I'll try oh, to make that tonight. God. Maybe I'll make it with my ravioli. Eh, I don't know if it'll go, but it might. Ooh, okay. Anyway, sorry. Keep telling me. Keep telling oh, me. Wow. Um,
0: and we made. I had all of these extra sweet potatoes um, that I had sliced really thin because earlier last week I made a sweet potato. Um,
1: What's
0: a gratin, but when you um, scallop the sweet potatoes, so they're like really mm-hmm. like on a mandolin. So they're really thin. And I was like, fuck, how am I going to cook these? But I want to cook everything that I have. I don't want to buy more things. So we just put them in a big cast iron um, near the fire pit and let them kind of crisp up. And then I crumbled some extra blue cheese over them. That was mm. like a nice little lighter version of a gratin. Um, and we made a salad and I had made a fresh loaf of bread and pata oh macata. So that was the first night. Just...
1: Should we just briefly touch on the fact that after four months of quarantine and you saying that you will never bake bread, you have suddenly become a baker.
0: I know. Well, folks, um... she's a baker. <laughs> and I'm out. I've Yeah. It's, uh, it's been really fun. It's been highly stressful every time, but then the results are totally worth it.
1: That's awesome. Um,
0: yeah. i I, I, recommend, I recommend you should try it. You've got all that Me? starter around.
1: Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Well, I mean, the fact that basically your first attempt at a sourdough loaf looked like a bread and our f- 25 attempts at sourdough loaves have continued to look like doorstops, not exactly encouraging. So it's, it's your, okay. I'm not worried. Not I'm not... W- <laughs> exactly. Eventually I'll bake a loaf of bread. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So that was night one, which sounds downright decadent in a, in a great <laughs> way. Um,
0: And so I also want to... Talk about the mornings. And then I, you know, I prepped sandwiches for us for our hikes for lunch. But in the mornings, um, we kind of divided everything up. And some people were doing some fried eggs over the fire, which was really delicious. And then um, I had made some corn muffins. And um, a pal who has come up from New York got like really good bagels and brought. How many people were you guys? Four. Okay. And uh, so the mornings were always. kind of exciting to kind of wake up and people are making coffee and eggs and sitting around a fire, even though it's already 90 degrees outside. Um, mm-hmm. that, was, that was pleasant. Uh, and then the second night was more of a collaborative effort and we did tacos, um, meatless tacos. Someone had brought like a refried bean mix and a couple different cheeses and we sauteed some vegetables over the fire, just peppers and onions and a little bit of more of the sweet potato that we had. Um, I bought some local sour cream at a little farm stand on the way back from our hike. Yum. You know, I, I have, (laughs) I said to everyone, we're, I'm sorry, but we're stopping at every farm stand. I have
1: a compulsion. I cannot not stop, especially this time of year. I also feel like how exciting to be on a camping trip where there are farm stands around. That actually means you need to pack so much less than I would have thought. Yes. Well, since
0: it was a, we were staying at a hip camp, so it wasn't glamping. It was just like someone's who has a a bunch of land, rents out parts of it. You can, uh, for campers and then you're not near anyone as opposed to, uh, um, you know, when you camp at a site, you're like next to someone else.
1: Yeah. Right. Wait. And you did, you guys did tents, sleeping bags, Mm -hmm. all nine yards, right? Mm -hmm. So fun. It's so fun. Did you move every day? No, 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 no. Oh, we just okay. rented this
0: one site for three days, four days. Got yeah. it.
1: Mm-hmm. That's kind of nicer. Cause I've, I feel like every time I've been camping, if you, if I'm even spending two nights in one place, I'm like, Oh wow, this is luxurious. But usually, oh, really? it's, I'm, you're moving every day, which is, Oh boy. No, it's no, very no, no, intense. No. I hate having to pack up gear. It drives me crazy. It's Same. so miserable.
0: Yep. It's so miserable, and I don't under I I don't understand it. All. everyone was like, "Oh no, we 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 got to unpack. This will be the fun part." And by everyone, I mean the men. I just <laughs> to me that makes it is not joyful. It it's, it's it not. doesn't bring me any pleasure. Like, oh, this is a whole other episode. But that is not having a night to me.
1: Like, and unpacking. then they're repacking. Oh no. my God. The repacking where all of a sudden you're trying to fit everything into the car and you're like, wait, we have less now than when we got here and somehow the car yep. has turned into like the worst Tetris puzzle. Exactly. <laughs> Boy, is it tough. Yeah. Okay. So you've got your mornings, you had your ribeye steak, mm-hmm. any other super memorable meals, anything you feel like you did very well? God,
0: I no, that's so lame. I thought the sandwiches I made were pretty good. I kind of like grilled the sourdough that I made over the fire and uh, made the sandwiches the night before because I tried making them the morning of one day and it was just too, too big of a hassle. But uh, those were good. <laughs> I don't know. I think probably the first day was the most successful. Although there's something to be said about just like having a taco, like a simple taco night. Yeah. Which was, you know what? Here's another thing I realized. We had brought a couple bottles of really good wine. Wine, Mm -hmm. not something I want to drink when I'm camping. You want beer? Yes. I mean, I need something cold and bubbly or nothing at all. We also, it was so hot. There's a total heat wave like going on everywhere right now that the, so you're dehydrated just like from being alive and then you're dehydrated from hiking many, many miles a day. And then you're drinking some alcohol, which is also dehydrating. It, I mean, it was a recipe for no sleep for me.
1: It's funny. Cause when I go camping, I'm always like, wow, my treat at the end of the day is a good cold beer. I feel yes. very like, boy, did I earn this? Not that you ever need to earn a beer, but, um, but it's true. It's like, I don't think it's great for you after all of the all of the dehydration that you're experiencing. But I'm so with you on the like not wanting to have wine because it's like the only option is red wine. Your white wine's not gonna be cold. It's gonna be, you know, 70 degrees. Mm-hmm. So it's really yeah. Unless it's unless you're going cold cold weather camping, something I would never subject myself to intentionally. No. No, no. I've yeah, been cold yeah. weather
0: hiking, but never camping. Was there a s'more situation? Yes. There okay, were s'mores cool. every night. Um, yeah, it was it was really it was it was really fun. And I will do things, I will prep more next time and I might I don't know, invest in like a small table. You just need more surfaces. And I need like I so it's confusing like whose knife is where and what you know. what's the mixing bowl and what's a serving bowl. It's, I, I almost want to like go to REI or have REI like sponsor having a night. I just want like a kit that is like, this is the stuff for camping. It's only these tools as opposed to being like, I'm taking this and this and this from the kitchen and who knows?
1: Yeah. Well, I think they definitely do have those and I think those yeah. are super useful if you do it a lot. But of course, if it's like your first time going camping, then like, okay, I'm not going to spend $150 no. on, you know. But I do think there's something to the pre-cooking so much stuff, like the corn muffins, getting bagels, bringing a Mm -hmm. bunch of fresh fruit and fresh vegetables with which you could then make sandwiches like avocados, tomatoes, um, so that you don't actually have to do so much chopping. You know, it's like chopping, slicing, chopping sucks if you don't have the right height. I, camping.
0: Yeah. Chopping. Yeah. I love chopping in real life, but I in camping rough. no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you got to set up your mise en place at home and then, and then just bring it all camping in little containers.
1: Yeah. I'm also not good with like filling in that kind of puzzle of like, okay, this is going to go off first. Actually, maybe I am, as I'm saying this, I'm like, or is that something that I actually love to do? <laughs> like, you know, this is going to go off first. So like we have to have this meal ASAP.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like you're good at that. I
1: well, think I feel like I'm good at the- it within a refrigerator, but maybe within camping, mm-hmm. I would be like lost.
0: Maybe. I think maybe a key, I, I really wanted to make paella the last night, but we didn't. I think wow. a one pot thing is good for camping and something that exactly. can be served in the thing that it's made in as opposed exactly. to, I mean, the tacos were great, but we did it buffet style. So then we had our one table was filled with, you know, little, little bowls of all the little condiments and toppings to put on the tacos. And then right. I, It just, and then you're the cleanup and no one wants to be doing dishes when you're exhausted and it's pitch black but that's the worst. I don't know if you saw the moon this weekend.
1: Oh, wow. It was incredible. you guys! It was
0: incredible. And it was not, it, it was so strange to be in the middle of nowhere. No one was around us. And usually when it's dark, it's, it's absolutely pitch black. You can't see five feet. Oops. There goes my headphone. You can't see a foot in front of you, but because of this moon, it was so eerie and surreal. We didn't. We could see everything. We like went on a Amazing. walk at two in the morning with no flashlights.
1: Wow. Yeah, we it just so, walked. So it was such incredible field. moon.
0: Yeah, that was really
1: cool. Also, just as, as city people, we're unused to having that kind of outdoors experience. It's so nice. Oh, I was terrified every night.
0: <laughs> terrified. How did you I, sleep? I was like there's terribly. Didn't sleep at all. It was so hot.
1: Mm. I'm oh, exhausted. Oh yeah, the heat.
0: Ugh. It was so hot, I kept hearing noises. I thought like a bear was going to come in or a coyote or a or something. We oh also found a, we found a bone on the campsite unclear like a human bone uh they kept saying they didn't think it was human
1: who's uh, they again, the guys
0: the guys uh i I don't know, I didn't want to look at it. I was already scared enough seeing it at a distance.
1: I'm sure but it was it not was a like, human bone. I
0: don't think it was human either, but it was just uh, eerie. <laughs> I've, that's the I've eerie. eerie.
1: Well, and you're also mm. like, wait, why are, these people, why are these people leasing out space on their land? Huh. Right. Is this going to turn into Midsommar? Which, exactly. Wow. Great movie. Um, one of the last times I went camping actually was with Harry in Kenya. And we were in an area that like technically you're allowed to camp. But usually you would stay with an actual camp of people. We mm-hmm. were just in the middle of the wilds. There were hippopotamuses 20 feet away. and Oh, no. I mean, I got a lion or a cheetah could come by at any point. We're li- oh. I mean, also, I got, I got really stoned and was so paranoid the entire time. But talk about poor menu planning. Okay. Harry, you know how much I love you, but I got to say this. We were in a car with zero air conditioning. They had already been camping for three days and all they had brought was cassoulet and brie. Ew. It was. I mean, cassoulet, yum. Cassoulet in a can. In
0: Switzerland. <laughs> Yes.
1: Cassoulet in a can and brie. So there we are in Kenya. It's 90 no. degrees. It was needless to say, I didn't eat anything. So instead I drank, Harry had this brought this, like beautiful bar and was making incredible Negroni. So I got so drunk and I got high. It was a real mess. That sounds um, um, terrible. Next time, I will not leave that to someone else to plan. You know what I'm thinking about, though, that you would love, that a person would love, is just like cut up fresh vegetables when camping, like some cut up endive, fennel, carrots, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. things that will be fine if they're not refrigerated.
0: Yeah. Although, I don't Maybe. know. I don't know if they would have been fine this this weekend. It was just so hot. It was really hot. It was really, really hot. It was, and, and we didn't have a lot of coverage on our, on our site, so we didn't have a lot of shade. Yeah. Um,
1: well, you yeah, did a lot the best you could. You
0: know what? The answer chips. is always chips. So answer, if you take anything with you from this episode, guys, go camping, bring
1: chips, bring uh, chips, you could, and bring chips in like a bottled salsa. Mm-hmm. That'll never go off. That's shelf mm-hmm. stable. Yep. Oh, well, you can tell Ari and I are not exactly outdoors women, so you'll have to forgive us. Yes. But we'd love to be, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. I'm really eager to try it again. And if you want to go sometime, we should. Maybe
1: the I'd four of us to. can go. It'd um, be really fun. Yeah.
0: We can make that paella. Doesn't that Yeah. Sound good?
1: I mean, yes, it sounds absolutely perfect. Paella with some tomato butter. Oh, stop. Okay. Well, guys, we're going to keep this episode short and sweet because next week we're coming back with an exciting guest. The week after that, well, week after that, we'll probably do just the two of us. And then the week after that, we have another, I mean, guys, it's just having a night is back. We're very happy to be back. Thank you for being here and for listening.
0: Yes. And thank you, Colin. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, Soph. Uh, thank you listeners. If you want, you can go ahead, rate us five stars on iTunes and write us a review and DM us if you have any suggestions on what we should be cooking next time we
1: camp. Yes. Ooh. Also guys, thank you so much for sending in such fun messages about your weddings or oh my god i actually i wanted to give a shout out to one of our listeners who sent me photos of her quarantine wedding but i think we should do that next week so that i can actually like read you guys all about her experience um but her name is perry and we'll talk about her next week and all of you guys sending us photos from your fourth of july's anyway we love you you know that um and we'll see you guys next week bye bye